Uh, uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. What happened? Uh, hit a slight weapons malfunction, but uh, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Again, fellow basement dwellers, this is your good friend Patrick O'Dowd welcoming you in to another edition of Bandwagon Nerds. Bandwagon Nerds is, of course, brought to you by the Chairshot Radio Network here on the Chairshot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head. The Chairshot.com. Always use your head. And all of us here at the Bandwagon would like to wish you a happy new year. January 2nd, it looks in no way like December 17th. But we are here. <laughs> you, you like that? Uh, we are here to give you part two of the awards ceremony of all awards ceremonies. That's right. Part two of the streamies. We did part one last week post Christmas. Here we are. January 2nd, back with the same bandwagon panel. That's right, folks. Welcome in your bandwagon nerds, Streamies pa- panelists. We've got the violent gentleman himself, Aesop Mitchell. How are you, sir? Welcome back. 
Yes, thank you, thank you. I am uh, I'm prepared. Uh, last week I had the cranberry long drink, and uh, now I'm prepared uh, with a regular grapefruit and citrus. Oh, very nice. I will continue to drink my water. Mr. Saturday Night himself is also here. PC Tunny, how are you? Fantabulous. How are you? No one I, ever asks well. you how you are. Very no one well. ever asks you how you are. It's because nobody cares about me. Nobody likes me. I'm You're just, right. Move it along. I'm, I'm the guy that nobody cares for. I get it. Dave, how are you? David I care, I care about you. And I, I especially love the uh, stuff going on before you hit record, the uh, nod to Han Solo in the uh, control room. Everything, I, was, I was having How some issues. That, that should have made air. It might. You, you know, know it, it, who knows? I probably could have. It did not. I'll get over it. Um, Off to an auspicious start for part two of the streamies. Though, I do got to say, um, really enjoyed our first round of the streamies. The first half, our first seven categories. We've got seven more categories today everyone that we are going to hit culminating with PC Tunney's tabulation of which streaming service we actually scored the highest based on his one point per uh one point per category system minus one for the negatives. Did you have a different rule for the there was well our, yes it's slightly adapted vote? it's slightly adapted okay. because there were three points given uh to the streaming service that we all preferred over the year for that category that, that carried some weight but the second day also carries some weight because there's some heavy hitters so every category today is worth two points right now oh. disney plus has a gigantic lead over its own entity hulu hulu 15 to 6 everybody else is at three or less with peacock dripping in at negative one that's dripping. that feels right that feels right though that does feel right <laughs> I, I, you know kind of it's it, it the battle in the middle. HBO Max is leading Netflix three to two. That's maybe something to look for there. Apple is negative nor positive. At least they're not so negative so top, zero. You're you're saying. So. You know, I try so hard on this fucking program, <laughs> and, and then Dave, Dave <laughs> like what? What are we doing here? What are we doing? What we are? What we are going to do? is we are going to go into our, our first commercial break and treat this just like we did the previous one where we will hit four categories after the first commercial break, three categories, and Tunney's Tally. Ooh, I like that. little alliteration. Tunney's Tally. Got that there. We'll, uh, we'll also wrap up the show. It's kind of the ultimate streamy as we go through this. <laughs> I just was laughing at my own joke in my head. Do you want me to share it? Do you want me to share it? <laughs> I, I don't know that I want you to share it. I'm afraid of what happens when I let people share things on this program. I <laughs> I open doors for people and they walk right through them. No, let's just let's just keep going. Point to Tunny streaming service. There you go. The ultimate streaming. Okay. Well, what we are gonna do before we get into our awards is we are going to Take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, part one of our Streamies finale, you are listening to Bandwagon Nerds, the Streamies, here on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com. God help us. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. 
This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right, welcome back, everyone, to Bandwagon Nerds, the streamies, night two, day two, afternoon two, part two, whatever you want to call it. We are here for the big guns, the top of the top when it comes to categories, when it comes to acting, shows, streaming series, all of it. And we are going to hit it big time right out the gate with our best streaming series of the year. Going to flip some things around in terms of order as I am going to go first this time. Aesop will go second. Tony will go third. And Dave will go last. And this way, I can not fuck up the order by just continuing to go clockwise on my screen because I suck at this job. Drink. <laughs> All right. Tony, you mentioned that one company had not yet entered onto the board. They enter now with my absolute favorite streaming series all year long not even close apple tv plus severance starring adam scott patricia arquette john turturro christopher walken a slow burn of a mind-bending show that sets itself up like it's going to be this dark comedy the concept being that there is a company called lumen that has invented a way for a person to have their memories and basically the, like their personality out in the outside world, their real person personality severed from their work personality life. Of course, things are going to go horribly, horribly wrong. Adam Scott is this character who jumps into this opportunity to try and run away from the horrors of, of what's going on in his real life at home. He does this and things start to unravel. I love this show. I, like I said, it's a slow burn of a show, but by the time we got to the last episode of that first season, I was I was ready that second for season two, and I really can't wait for season two. I hope it doesn't let me down. I hope I'm not back here a year from now going biggest disappointment is Severance season two, because season one was a banger. I love it, and everyone should watch it. I knew you were going to pick that. I I absolutely knew it. And I'm very happy you did. We've talked about this a couple times, Patrick. Uh, Severance is fucking awesome. It's unbelievable. Uh, I uh, mentioned, uh, or sorry, asked about this category because my series actually started at the end of 2021, but ran through into 2022. Uh, Yellow Jackets. I thought Yellow Jackets was fucking phenomenal. Uh, talking about some high school soccer players, girls specifically, uh, survive a plane crash in Ontario, Canada. And it is so good. The way that they jump between uh, their their survival moments and then cut back to when they are uh, you know, trying to recoup from the horrific elements and everything that happened to them on top of that, not trying to give details to what happened. It's so good. It's so good. I highly recommend you go and watch it. Uh, that's another point to Hulu. If that's where you're asking, 
uh, PC because that's a Showtime show. Um, yeah, Yellow Jackets is great. I've heard nothing but good things about Yellow Jackets as well. So strong, strong pick. PC Tunney. Uh, my pick is going to House of the Dragon on HBO Max. Um, I mean, there's not a lot of times. You, you have when, been you have been all about that show. There's not a lot you of really times have. though when there's not a lot of times when something very epic comes out as Game of Thrones or in the movie theaters as whatever, and a sequel or a prequel not only matches it, but is given itself to the potential to possibly be better. The casting is wonderful. The the way they tell this story with advancing in time throughout the first season, it, it almost felt like they said, you know, we need a setup for this and it can't just be one or two episodes. It, it needs to be the entire first season. And in doing that, they just, they skip time a little bit. Um, if you're familiar with the show, Millie Alcock, I prefer her rendition of princess Rihanna over what Emma Darcy does, but Emma Darcy is excellent in the later on of that character while it's the opposite, I like Olivia Cook as the older Allison Hightower, but Emily Carey is also excellent there. Matt Smith, to me, stands out as Damon Targaryen, the brooding uncle with the love affair and everything else. But you you also have excellent you know performances by like Graham McTavish, who who plays a part of the Kingsguard, and then Stephen Toussaint as the the serpent uh, king, I believe they call him, uh, the the head of Valyria. Um, just an awesome, awesome follow-up. When I wanted something else on a follow-up from Game of Thrones, I got this, and it was better than what I expected. So big shout-out to everybody there. Can't wait for the second season. I still want to know what's west of Westeros down the road, damn it. Be prepared, Tony. <laughs> if you haven't read the book, be prepared. Yeah, he hasn't read the book. I'll say I've, uh, no, I've, but I've had, But I've had multiple night-long conversations with fans who have read the books. So I know what's going on. I, I get it, but I just, I love what they're doing. I, I think it's excellent. Dave, you, you're a huge fan as well. Did you, have you ch- checked out House of the Dragon yet? I'm halfway through. So I don't think the big time jump you're talking about where the character shift has taken place yet, okay. but I, I love the first half of the season. I think it's, it's tremendous. I really want to know your, because the, the girl's relationship is gigantic, correct? So I really want to know what you liked better, the older or the younger of the two, and how they portrayed the characters and shifted the time. So let me know when it happens. It's, yeah. it's an interesting concept. Rhaenyra, if that Rhaenyra, she's one of my favorite characters in the early part of the se- season. But it's not going to get my best streaming series award. For me, it's Stranger Things season four is going to get my best streaming series. I absolutely love this season and i mean i I always patrick was probably the one of the patrick and my wife main influencers to get me to watch stranger things this season took things to a whole new level because it got much darker it got it's kind of like to me it's equatable to when harry potter went from azkaban to goblet of fire and things kind of shifted into that darker sort of more serious tone and that's what this was there's so much good stuff in this series in this season and really, really long episodes. So to have episodes go for as long as an hour and a half, two hours, and to keep you engaged the whole time, each episode was like a damn near a movie unto itself. And they just killed it. They knocked it out of the park, took the series to an entirely different level to the point that, you know, the struggles with Eleven getting her powers back, Hopper escaping from Russia, all that stuff. 
uh, getting some answers to some questions and even bigger questions by the end of the season. So to me, there's a lot of great stuff this year. That was the top of the heap for me. Excellent. I don't think there are any problems with any of those choices. Other than Tony, Tony I himself. don't hear a word you say, man. I just want to say Umbrella Academy was really good. I thought the season yeah. this year. It was. It was it a was. very good season. It was a very, very just strong to, season. Just to mention it honorably, not give it an honorable mention. I got another series I'll mention later on when I when we oh. do a different category. Category. I said category. Hey, different. Hey, can you hold up for one second? One second. One second. Oh, I need to be booed. Shame. Oh. Shame. 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 That's a soundbite I need to add to this thing. I, I'm actually, I'm also really sad. I lost my, uh, my, uh, Festivus soundbite. I loved the Festivus soundbite. I don't know if I transferred that over. We should have, I a, gotta str- we should have a separate streamy for who gets booed the most during the two episodes. That might be fun. It's well, I think you're all tied mm. for first. I don't know. Dave, I think Dave's winning. Patrick, yeah, Dave, I got to get you in on DPNI soundbite library. <laughs> Perhaps. What we are going to do, though, is we are going to move on to our next category, and that is best male performance in a streaming service. This is going to be led first by Aesop, followed by Tony, Dave, and I will finish up this category. Aesop Mitchell, lay it on us. Best male performance in a streaming series. Yeah, and uh, for best male performance, I'm going to give it to Jeremy Allen White in The Bear. Uh, Again, another Hulu series. I'm sorry. Uh, Jeremy Allen White, if Dog you don't remember bears. him, was, uh, was in Shameless as uh, one of the children. I can't remember their names. Uh, but he, Philip. he was Lip. Lip. And he does an absolute breakout performance. Uh, this is someone that I realistically thought about putting in that breakout star category with in a series that I wanted to put as my favorite series as well. The Bear was so good and jeremy allen white is fantastic about him uh trying to start and promote his restaurant and turn it from you know just a an average run-of-the-mill shop to something much greater watch it you will enjoy it and you'll absolutely love his performance it's a thousand percent on my uh short list to be honest with you Aesop. i don't know how many times i was about to start it but i know i'm gonna fucking want to watch it every second i get for so i'm kind of waiting big yeah, fan come on, of his. food guy but, well big fan of his big fan of the genre and and shameless is just let's talk about all-time great streaming uh you know <laughs> series so yeah he he's a wonderful actor great great pick tony it's it is also your turn to give your oh. best male performance in a streaming series I like Aesop in this category. I'm not going to give it to a lot of the nerdish things we cover. I'm going to give it to something sports related and it's from HBO max and it's John C. Riley in winning time playing Jerry boss is unbelievable. Carries nice. doesn't just carry the series. Like I'm not going to say that because the, a lot of the other performances there, but he kind of makes it like if, if, if you're going to have something about Jerry bus and you don't get the perfect cast for that. And someone who really dives in and like, if you haven't seen that, this is another thing where, like, if you listen last week with Wrexham, you know, welcome to Wrexham, a sports thing where you don't necessarily need to be a sports fan or a fan of basketball. Like, this is a great story. It tells a great story about a very interesting time and a really an amazing takeover of a franchise to bring it to, to you know, glory and, and, and 
put it to black in the books uh, after being read for for a while. It's an amazing story. If you like amazing stories about how humans interact with each other and 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 just really amazing characters that are actual people, check this one out. Winning Time, HBO Max, John C. Riley. Nice call. <clears throat> um, for me, there can be only one choice. While I didn't dig the series as much as some of the other ones, Oscar Isaac in Moon Knight uh, it has to be, for me, it's like that's the only one that it could possibly be. The the guy plays at least two or three different roles during that series, and he plays them all differently. His portrayal of Stephen Grant versus Mark Spector is, I think we said at the time it was going on, this is Emmy-worthy sort of thing. Um, just a tremendous performance by a very talented actor. Whether you love the series or were somewhere in the middle like I was, you cannot deny just the tremendous range of performance that Oscar Isaac gave in Moon Knight. So that was the only one that I could even justify. Uh, your guys' picks that, are great, but... No, my, that was my hardest decision between him and John C. Riley because when we covered Moon Knight, I even said Oscar Isaac deserved like, uh, um, an Oscar. Can you be nominated for an Oscar? To which Aesop said, why don't we have the streamies? So yeah. who brought that up? That's the birth of the streamies is me nominating him for an Oscar and Aesop putting it into existence. Everything's full circle. So, <laughs> right. So here's, here's the thing is, Dave, you, you said it's a no-brainer. Uh, it's funny because my no-brainer uh, comes from Amazon. Yeah, my no-brainer for me comes from Amazon in a little series we followed back in June called The Boys. Anthony Starr fucking took over him. The Boys. Yeah. Let, like, when you think of... When you think about the boys, when it first hit, when it was first being made into a series, it was all about Carl Urban and, and the Billy Butcher character and, and how he was going to be. And the question of like Homelander's this character that is horrifying and scary, and we're going to see Superman gone wrong. You look at, at his performance and his descent, his just continued descent into madness and where he is at the end of season three. He's the show. He's the show without question. He fucking carries that as Homelander tightens his grip over, you know, over the seven and Vought and where he is. I love it. I love him. Anthony Starr, for me, best male performance in a streaming series. And you're not wrong. So, yeah. Fantastic. I, it was a great call. I didn't even think about him, to be honest. I, I can't even believe it. Uh, but that tells you just how much content there has been that's hit us over the head in terms of streaming series. I talked about this earlier, <laughs> uh, or not like last week. We, for me, film was really hard because there was so little to choose from, a a at least from what I was able to see. For the streaming series, it was so hard because there was so much to choose from. There's yeah. a lot of, like, I, thought, I thought about putting Adam Scott in here. I thought about putting John Turturro in here. I had tons of names. Anthony Starr was the win. All right. Oh, do you, do you have one more thought, Dave? I'm sorry. No, no. I was just like you're saying, it, it, like movies hit and miss, but streaming is just a wealth of riches to choose from this year. So it's it's the entertainment world we we live in the most on this show too. So I think that that's another big part of it. All right, that brings us to our best female performance in a streaming series. Tony is kicking us off this time. Dave, myself, and Aesop. So Tony. Your best female performance in a streaming series. I, 
Initially, I, I thought about She-Hulk and Tat- what's her last name? Tatiana Maslani. Maslani, thank you. Um, but I'm gonna go back to Obi Wan Kenobi, and I'm gonna give it to a little girl called Vivian Lara Blair. And I thought she did a great job because honestly, I believed that she was a young Leia, and I liked how they portrayed the character. I liked the way she played it. I I, I didn't I, I I didn't notice her acting as a bad thing, but as a good thing. I I liked it. Some people didn't like the way they did that character, but I enjoyed that part of the story. I enjoyed her playing that character, and to me, it gave another dimension to the character of Leia in Star Wars, where now where I go back and since I've seen the series of Obi-Wan and now gone back a few different times and seen different Star Wars and seen Leia's character, it kind of sheds a little bit of different light of who she was growing up and how she kind of became who she was, because the way that that character was portrayed and the job that she did was excellent. I I really, it's what stuck out to me most as a streaming performance from a female this year. I, I like the call. I mean, she kind of grew on me as a, she started off kind of bratty, but then as the series went on, her performance but even, was, was really But good. even that, she she sold it to you. She did. You just you said it right there. You know what I'm saying? She did. Um, for my choice, Tony, you already mentioned it as somebody you were considering, but for me, it is Tatiana Maslany in She-Hulk. I, I thought her performance in, in, in a very different sort of series for Disney Plus uh, was just top notch. And, and it's not easy to break the fourth wall effectively. She did it really, really well. Episode in and episode out, I thought, just a tremendous performance by by her on um, across the board on She-Hulk series. I enjoyed very much. She handled a lot of the uh, criticism the show got with a lot of class, and you know it didn't. And even that kind of came through in the show, like she anticipated they were going to get all this bullshit and backlash. She did a tremendous job. So yeah, I got to give it to her. I'm going to jump in too because that is my uh, pick for uh, best female in a series. I thought Tatiana Maslany was absolutely riveting in that and um the palette cleanser that was she hulk for me uh because marvel had put out a lot of the same stuff uh in my opinion just same sort of feeling she hulk was so good and i think a big portion of that was tatiana maslany's role as she hulk you know jessica walters i i loved her loved her throughout and i'm ready to fight ray for her love and admiration. <laughs> well, here, make it a triple threat. Yeah. My my goodness. All right. Well, I'm going back to the Apple TV Plus well. I'm going back to the Severance well. I am giving my best female performance in a streaming series to Patricia Arquette in her role. Oh, my God, dude. It, she makes that show, much like Anthony Starr makes the boys go. Patricia Arquette really makes Severance go as this... Actress. She's the, and she's this supervisor who is tenuously trying to hold on to her position within Lumen, tenuously trying to hold on to keeping these workers under control, and, and is just she's a fucking survivor, and you can't help but both loathe her as a character <laughs> and admire her, like you admire her at the end, like she is horrible, and yet at the same time you're like had to had you know respect so good i want to say this again for the people in the back who didn't hear me the first time go check out severance if you have able to apple tv plus love it love her 
she's my nominee. All right. Last category before we head into our second commercial break here on part two of the streamies is best male performance in a movie. And David Ungar, it is your turn to kick us off, followed by myself, Aesop Tunney, wrapping this one up. Sir. You mentioned this guy in part one of the streamies, uh, day after Christmas, Robert Pattinson's performance of Batman gets my best male performance in a movie. It like, and a lot of it is based on what you were saying, Pat, is that nobody or there, I don't say nobody, but there were a lot of hesitation about whether he could pull this role off. Um, and Robert Pattinson just absolutely destroyed. I mean, he just killed this role. It, It was a tremendous performance getting, to portray Batman in the infancy of his career, you know, this year two ish sort of role. And for him to just do it in a way that, you know, there's so many people saying, is he going to come back? Is there going to be more? Can we get Robert Pattinson in the new DCU, whatever that's going to be um, that I think that says a lot about how he stepped out of this preconceived notion. Oh, he's just a vampire with skin that glitters in the sunlight. And now you get to see and any, you know, a lot of people knew his range, but it became much more prevalent to the mainstream just how talented he was in in a movie that was better than I think a lot of us were hoping for. Tremendous film, and I didn't see a male, you know, other than Tenek Huerta, who we talked about for breakout actor, Robert Pattinson was the one that shone the most for me. You're you're right, uh, Dave. He got slept on so hard. He has that that twilight stink still on him. And I honestly, the Batman was that thing that's going to get rid of that. Well, not only that, though, it lends itself to the fans of Twilight traveling over because it's still kind of this dark, mysterious thing. Right. With bats and vampires. Well, I'm just saying it does. It did both at the same time. It did both at the same time to to two different uh, parts of the audience. Yeah. No, excellent. And like I said, if I, if he wasn't my biggest surprise of the year and I was trying to spread the love, he may have taken this category, but this is my big outside the box selection. And I'm surprised. Was that yours? So Aesop yours was the same? No. Oh, he was, he was just, he was just complimenting Dave. Oh, gotcha. I forgot the order. Right. I'll drink. Thank you. Okay, so going way off, I'm going way outside the box for a movie that you all probably didn't even know I've I've watched, uh, but I've streamed it a couple times on HBO Max. I'm actually going to give the nod to Austin Butler for his portrayal of Elvis Presley in the movie Elvis. And here's the thing. This is a bloated, overlong Baz Luhrmann special where I think they absolutely nailed the right guy to portray Elvis through the ups and inexorable downs of Elvis. (laughs) I loved him. He is one of the best parts of that movie. I think he is phenomenal. He's not going to win best actor or anything like that. Don't get me crazy, but he really stood out because if you are going to cast somebody to be Elvis, it's like um, whoever got cast as Marilyn Monroe or ever gets cast as Marilyn Monroe in any movie about them. Like that's, a really tall order. And that's the same thing with Elvis. Elvis is an iconic giant in American history, not just music in history. Uh, And so to pull that off, and I think Austin Butler does to me, that deserves a a nod for best male performance in a movie. 
congratulations, Austin Butler. I mean, for you to nominate him for that performance and for him to have a, a above average, almost like B plus A minus performance on Saturday Night Live hosting this past uh, year at the end of the December, I you know the guy's got talent for sure. Yeah, another movie, another movie with Tom Hanks doing a ridiculous accent like Pinocchio. Uh, well, we can't get one from The Rock. Oh, boohoo! You know, it's. I feel <laughs> like we tried. I feel like we should have had Aesop on the show when we were like, is there such a thing as a bad Tom Hanks performance? Because we like gushed over Tom Hanks uh, a few weeks ago on the trailer park. And now, and now Aesop's like shitting all over Tom Hanks and the opportunity Sorry. to get to him for the last Sorry. two weeks. 2022 was a terrible <laughs> year for him, I guess. I've, I've skipped a lot of Tom Hanks stuff, but the best is really, really good. Fair. Am I, does that, uh, am I next then? It is. It's your turn. Drink. Okay, I'll drink after. Uh, my, uh, performance. I was able to catch this during um, the film week here in Milwaukee. Um, Brendan Fraser in The Whale is tremendous. And I can't I wait to see that movie. I, I just haven't. Good luck. Watching. Good luck finding where it's streaming PC because I, I started to and I think what I saw was like on MTV or some shit like that. So I guess that makes it paramount. Uh, but Brendan Fraser as the whale uh, in the whale, I should say, ugh, uh, is so touching and so emotional. And uh, he the, he's expected to be nominated for this movie. Um, I, I know we don't have this category, but a two four should absolutely be like best production studio, company studio of the year. They're fucking amazing in the number of films that they have done and released as we will get to it. I'm sure later on, Patrick, Um, this movie was very meh to me. It wasn't the greatest movie, but Brendan Fraser was so damn good that it gets bumped up a couple letter grades because of it. Um, When you're able to see the, the whale, an English teacher that's trying to reconnect with his estranged daughter, watch it. Um, because this this is Brendan Fraser's best performance he's ever done, outside of the Mummy, because he's daddy in that. Dude, Jesus Christ! Robot Man, come on, Aesop. So, I, in my head, I anticipated something that would not be applicable to what we're doing here, and no points are given. But a great call out to something that people should go out and check out. So nothing is awarded more points than Peacock. So far, yeah. Yes, so Brendan Fraser and the whale leads Peacock. I would I would assume a whale could take a peacock, so there you go. Jesus Christ, Tony. Just Tony's fine. You don't have to use the whole thing. Shane. Just go. Just go. I'm done booing you. I'm done booing well, Dave, you. No, I'm not. Dave, uh, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> So Dave already brought up the Batman, you know, and Robert Pattinson's amazing job in there. But my best performance goes to Paul Dano in playing the Riddler, because that, to me, is what makes that film amazing. Robert Pattinson does an excellent job as Batman. But to me, I'm pretty sure I said it to Aesop when we were walking to our cars in the parking lot. I said, Paul Dano should win the Oscar for Best Actor this this year. And, I mean, I... I was blown away by his performance point yeah. period. End of story. Yeah. And to Paul, portray the Riddler in a different light than you're used to and to do it that well. Yeah. 
Well, and, and to update it with kind of what the technology of the day is, we talk about movies being dated and, and characters being dated with storylines and they took it and brought it into modern times and the Riddler being, you know, happy go lucky ish in an evil kind of he, he, he kind of way. It doesn't make sense anymore. It's diabolical and it's very planned out and it's very strategic and it's very technological. Is there a bad Paul Dano performance out there? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think I so really either. Don't. Love you and Mercy is one of my favorite. Yeah. Love and Mercy is one of my favorite movies and, and he's a big reason why. So, all right. That, um, that was it, right? That brought us to the end of Best Male Performance, and that is th- four categories down. So we are going to take our second commercial break and then wrap up the streamies here on Bandwagon Nerds. Now, before we get to our recorded commercials, it is, of course, my duty to remind you that if you enjoy this content, if you enjoy the ChairShot.com and everything we put out every single day of the week on your internet airwaves, and you want to support us, the best way to do that is to head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and rep the brand with a chair shot shirt. We have all kinds of designs to choose from, and we really, really, really appreciate seeing that support out there on the streets. Be one of us. That's right. One of us. One of us. Head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Shirts are only $19.99, but if you're feeling fancy and want something nice on your giblets, get it soft style for a few dollars more. We love seeing our brand out there. We're not going to lie. The money helps as well. So please, 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 please continue to support us over at thechairshot.com by heading over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and invest in us. When we come back, we will wrap up part two of the streamies here on Bandwagon Nerds, a part of the Chairshot Radio Network here on thechairshot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Andrew Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, welcome back everyone. We are here in the home stretch on bandwagon nerds of the streamies that's right we've got three categories to go before pc tunny tabulates everything and tells us how his scoring system worked out as to who we at least objectively however the hell it works yeah whatever that i feel like it changes from moment to moment and day to day (laughs) Uh, categories worth 50 points as you know, that I could see it. MTV so, Rock and Bandwagon Nerds Awards. I actually <laughs> think in category 14, we actually wager how many points we want it to be worth. And I love it. Tony decides whether or not it's actually going to earn the wager. <laughs> like, it, it, again, it's family he's, feud he's, style. He's, yeah, he's actually lording over yeah. the program, guys. Is I, it up there? Is Morbius up there? Show me Morbius. I appreciate you, Stuart. <laughs> Anyway, the next category, by the way, kicked off by yours truly here, the host, Patrick O'Dowd, is Best Female Performance in a Movie. And I'm so excited to do this before Aesop Mitchell, who follows me, because this is Michelle Yeoh's world, and we are all just living in it. And, and here's the thing. She she was everywhere. Now, I am giving everything, her the nod for, for everywhere, you know, everything, oh, everywhere, all at once. That is my pick, but she she had a hell of a year, guys. Like just period. 
like and she you know she got cast in in the wicked musical that's you know coming to to theaters she did she's in at least one or two streaming shows somewhere coming up too i mean she's just all over the place yeah she got Uh, drawn into a lot of stuff right and this movie really ignited some attention that we you know a lot of folks around this room have had since crouching tiger hidden dragon so like if not before so michelle yo that's my pick for best female performance in a movie i don't even think it's close a for the win again i'm gonna jump in on this too because she is mine as well um michelle yo was great yeah well look you stole it is what it was i mean again I'm, i'm ready to fight for her love and admiration patrick uh, Michelle Yeoh was fantastic, and uh, I I can't compliment that movie enough. There was no downtime. I'm getting off topic here. Michelle Yeoh is just so fucking good. There, uh, let me let me just wrap it up like that. And uh, honestly, there were other performances that she did that I thought were pretty solid throughout the se- uh, the year in review. So uh, she's had a tremendous 2022, and she's going to have another good one in 2023. I think. Absolutely, without without a doubt. So, Tony, it, it is now to you for your best female performance in a movie. I am going to go over to the uh, Doctor Strange multiverse movie, and uh, I'm going to take Elizabeth Olsen as uh, Wanda Maximoff and the Scarlet Witch because pretty sure she's going to get nominated for an Oscar for that one, and she did a great job. I, I'm going to give a nod out to what she also did in the streaming series and now let her be recognized for continuing that character into the movie because she just does a great job. See, I told you he was going to go back to 2019. He really <laughs> did. He, he found a way to get back there. It's just a continuation of the character. It was just a callback. You didn't like the movie. You didn't like the performance. Character kind of changed a little bit there this year, but that's all right. Well, we got full into, you know, Scarlet witch, right? She got crazy. But no, and she was. I was thinking about her as well. Um, I can't comment on everything everywhere all at once because and, and for the category, huh? I was thinking about her for the category. She's not my vote though. But I just want to say I haven't seen everything everywhere all at once yet, and I need to. I know, guys. I know. I need to watch that. Uh, my pick for best female performance in a movie is Letitia Wright for Wakanda Forever. Um, I, you know, everything with due respect to everything you guys are saying. I just thought, given the circumstances, what she had to deal with, every everything swirling around about that movie, she portrayed this progression of her character from, you know, somebody trying to deal with the death of her brother, who she takes responsibility for. This is my fault. This happened to her progression to defend her kingdom to become Black Panther. Everything that she goes through in that movie, and to do it as well as she did under just unfathomable circumstances, I thought. She absolutely did a tremendous job. I have to give it to her with nothing taken away, nothing taken away from what you guys said, but that's my pick. It's a, honestly, you, you had a lot of really good performances that you could have picked from in that movie alone. True. Absolutely. So here's the great thing. Aesop is that I may have stolen your actress, but you get to lead off the next category and you and I have the same movie. I'm positive. 100% for best movie of the year. So I was stage, sir. I was very fortunate enough to see this before everyone. Uh, I had been hyping up this movie when I saw the trailers and I saw it opening day and I can safely 
remind everyone that as soon as I got out of the theater, I had already been messaging our chat room saying that this was going to be the best movie of the fucking year. And it's not even close. Everything everywhere all at once is so goddamn good. Yeah. PC brought up Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Guess what? Everything everywhere all at once did it better. Did it proper with so much weight and importance to every choice, literally showing multiple worlds in a sense. And just kicking off, I guess, I, I, at least I don't remember so much before it, A24's fantastic year of film. They are so goddamn good, people. Bringing out of the fucking depths Kihu Kwan and turning him into a monster in film. Uh, talk about a guy I wanted to throw in a category, but I, like I said, I, I didn't want to give this film all the love that it so righteously deserves. It is so good. Dave, PC, watch this movie for fuck's sake. Watch this movie. It's so good. They are talking about Jamie Lee Curtis getting a best supporting actress performance in this like uh, movie. That's crazy. And I, I, it took me like half a second to realize that it was her. I oh god, love it. Love it. Well, we knew it wasn't coming yeah, from I'm, Halloween I'm gonna, kills, that's for sure. Right. Well, I'm <laughs> going to jump in here since this is my pick too. So, I with without I, very few movies could actually have me sit there and be completely blown away. Uh, from, from the get-go with the way that that movie goes. And it's it's fascinating to, to look at this family unit that is fraying at the seams as this sort of centralized story between Michelle Yeoh as the mother and I forget what's the other, um, what's the woman's name you know for Brandon? Stephanie Sue. Stephanie Sue. Like their relationship is central and core to this entire movie uh, throughout and, and it takes like it's just it's so funny because as a comic book person we talk about multiverses and the content like as if we have this like market cornered and then this movie comes out and it takes a multiversal story and just obliterates anything you've really seen before uh, on screen it's it's amazing it's phenomenal it made me cry it was the rocks awesome. the it's rocks. yeah the rocks like you sit there you look they're, they're fucking rocks and you're riveted by two rocks just sitting there with with subtitles i i can't even begin to describe how that happened and yet yeah, we, you walk we out were moved by a fucking bagel like that's right. that was the whole point of this goddamn story was a bagel right. and right God, I can't talk anymore. I you, just need to you, wa you, walk, you walk out of the theater, and it's one of those where you walk out of the theater and you almost feel like you have to watch it again to see what you didn't see. And it is a movie that will bear multiple, multiple viewings to, to, to see an entire vision. It's, it's brilliant. It's going to win Best Picture. I don't three times. I, I went to the theaters three times to see that movie. Now, top that, Dave. Sonny, with your best movie. Dave, I feel like they're talking about a crystal ball production. I don't know. Um, so my best movie. You are really, uh, I swear to God, sir. No, Cuddy takes the lead in the boo category. <laughs> Ray Cash isn't even here. You son of a bitch. 
For that was for Ray. That was for Ray. You guys see, was we didn't mention Ray yet. Yeah, we didn't mention Ray. You know what, yet. You, you know what else for I mentioned Ray. Ray? This is for Ray. Yeah, Ray. fuck you, Ray. This is for not Ray. being here, you Ray. Son you of get a bitch. Food. For poisoning Ray. my podcast, Ray Cash. For poisoning the podcast. Wow, harsh. With crystal ball business. What's your favorite movie <laughs> of the year, PC? The Batman. Period. End of story. I love how they got back to making it more of a detective kind of movie, right? And as as much as it's, he's a superhero, he still has to figure out what's going on and, and all the performance inside of it, right? We talked about Robert Pattinson. We talked about Paul Dano. Uh, uh, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Uh, Aesop and I walked out of the movie theater and I was like slightly confused that I didn't see Colin Farrell because I didn't think that that was him as the penguin and it was and and i still knew that and i still asked the question um i'm excited for the next chapter and i think that's the biggest reason why i make it the best movie for me is because i enjoyed it and i can't wait to see what's next if it doesn't get canceled well what are you gonna do don't speak we talked about that two weeks ago we um, talked about that three weeks ago on Bandwagon Nerds. So I get to bring up the rear and best movie. I, I like That's what she said. Exactly. And I, I do like the call on the Batman, but I, I've got to go Wakanda forever for my best movie of the year. Um, it just, I, and I think we've talked about it, given what they were facing and what they had to deal with and the emotional significance of paying homage, uh, homage to, um, to Chadwick Boseman. And to pull that off and to tell it a gripping story and all those tremendous performances, Letitia Wright, Tenek Huerta, multiple people uh, in Winston Duke, just everybody who put stuff into that movie. And then to just pull off this great story that somehow salvages the Black Panther franchise. And then they kind of leave themselves with an out at the end. Hey, we can we got now they've created like I didn't think it was possible. We've got options now. And they did that really, really well at the end of that telling an emotional story, this moment of silence at the beginning, you know, not a lot of great movies this year. You guys have mentioned some Nope, probably deserves some consideration as well. Um, but for me and what we do and just the emotional attachment I have to the franchise. Yeah. Wakanda forever wins it for me. It's funny that you talk about this movie and the performances in there and you left out, in my opinion, the best performer and performance in that movie and Angela Bassett. It's not like I was like, listing everybody she, in the credits, no, no, no. man. I'm not. I'm not saying you're being a dick to Angela Bassett. I think it's a. It, you know, the movie is very, very, very good. I think she's the heart and soul of that movie. She is. Right yeah, up. She is. Character not. Second, like, second in my female in a movie. No, no, it's an excellent choice, and was one of the ones that I, you know, I, I thought about as well. It's, it's tough, right? Like, it's tough to, um, to put that into a. You know, it's tough, even with the movies that we have, um, to put that into a category. So, this isn't a knock on you, Dave. I, I still love you. I, I didn't forget her. I just, I just like, didn't want to list off everybody. There's a lot you can list. Right. You list. just left off the best performance. I get you. Uh, anyway, you walked right into that one. That brings us to our final category before Tunney gives us the final tally. And I'm calling an audible on this one. Since Tunney's given us the final tally, he's going to not go first. On this final category, I'm going to let Dave do it, then Tony, myself, and Aesop. For this final category, which is the biggest Nerdosphere news story of the year. Oh, Dave? So much to choose from. But for me, 
because it's so relevant to just about every other day. There's a story stemming from this main story. It's James Gunn and Peter Safran taking over DC. And just the ripple effect that this has had on this franchise that, let's be honest, they are nowhere near competing with Marvel yet. They're trying, but now... Ever. Ever. (laughs) They're just not going. They're not going to. They're probably not going to, but... I no, think, I don't. I, think, I wouldn't say that. Well, they're trying, and I think this is the beginning of it. But well, just I how mean, this story is now just pissing off so many people. That's Henry, not this show, kids. This show is the biggest story of the year, not debating on whether or not Marvel and DC will catch up with each other. Um, you just look at Peace the last, last few days. Henry Cavill out yep. of Superman. Internet is just all pissed off about it. All the Snyderverse characters, Wonder Woman 3, canceled. Um, you know, where are we going with this? Tony's talking about, I can't wait to see where the Batman is going. Aesop's like, if it happens, that's very relevant because nobody knows because James Gunn and, and Peter Safran have come in and basically hit the reset button while the movie's still playing, you know, that sort of thing. And I think that there is, there's a lot of big stories this year, but as far as what we do and looking to the future and where we're going, that one took it for me. Came out of nowhere, and it's like, oh, geez, this is pretty big. And everything that's happened since then, I, I don't think there's, for me, not a bigger news story this year than James Gunn and Peter Safran taking over DC and going in an entirely different direction. Tony, now we'll loop back to you. Your biggest Nerdosphere news story of the year. Uh, Dave and I are the DC guys, and and this is mine as well. I agree. I can't wait to see what happens all the things that fall underneath that umbrella as well. Um, HC as Superman peace out, right? Um, what happens with the Batman? You know, what story uh, kingdom come is, are we get, is, is that coming? Are you know, things that nature, flash. That's what I'm wondering. Uh, oh, I could God. give a, I could give a shit that I could. That's honestly, that's like at the bottom of my list of worries about what the fuck's going to go on over there. Ezra Miller, like just disappear, dude, just disappear. The less I hear about you, it's still too much, you know, uh, but it's it's kind of a wasn't it kind of a surprise? We didn't really expect this, did we? You know, this could have been biggest. The guy was running the Arrowverse would make more sense than that. I this was when I debated what to pick for for this category. If I didn't pick this and I picked the other one I was going to, this was going to be my biggest surprise. Um, The Bob's. The Bob's was was in contention uh, uh, with me here. But, uh, yeah, great pick, Dave. I, I can't wait to see what happens. I know you scratched a lot of shit. You know, I know you don't want to be beholden to the rock DCU. So I get it. I get it. Still like the movie, you assholes. So funny you should keep funny. You should keep asking about uh, Robert Pattinson and Matt Reeves as James Gunn, according to Twitter responded to a question on the 15th of December. Is Batman going to be a big part of the DCU going forward? No, he's not going to be kept. Or is he going to be kept for Matt Reeves only? James Gunn replied, he's going to be a big part of the DC. How do you not? So (laughs) really, how do you, but anyway, but but can I just, can I just do one thing in 15 seconds? Can you do it in 15 seconds? If you've already taken up a lot of my time, I'll do it in five. You can still do Robert Pattinson, finish that story, and take a later on Batman to finish what you're doing in the new DCU. Bye. That was five seconds. All right, thanks. I was done, dickhead. (laughs) All right. Well, you're all dickheads, but 
Ah, uh, this dickhead is going to, to take his turn now. There. I know. Well, my my new story impacts DC, but it's more global, and that is the Warner Brothers Discovery merger. That, that is, is the biggest too. story. Aesop and I are like, like this isn't just impact. And, and here's the thing: is it's it's impacting HBO Max. It's a it's it's impacting programming across the spectrum. Not just DC. Like DC is just yeah. a small chunk of it. And this merger, we have been seeing the ripple effects. And we just saw it again about a month ago where we're, and it's just steadily happening. Where they're taking not just content and making it unavailable or putting it on other sites for pay. They're taking big time titles made by HBO. Like Westworld is a big time title made by HBO being moved over to probably be on a streaming service where you have to pay for commercials and ads and things like that. Deadwood. Like it's Deadwood, a, a huge one. Now that, you know, so, so to me, this is a, this is a new story that broke in 2022. We're going to be feeling ripples on this through 2023, 2024, 2025. We don't know what it is. We Great just call. don't know what it is. And I think it's, I think it's the biggest story of the year. Go ahead, Aesop. I'll let you jump into it. You're a thousand percent right. And I'm surprised. I thought this was going to be a clean sweep of the category. I really did. Um, I mean, it kind of was. It kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. But like this, this is so big. And honestly, PC, this is this is the type of story that you needed to take away points for HBO Max. I thought about that because of the negative thing, but we can't do that because no publicity is bad publicity. Uh, oh, I, I don't know about this. Like about this. <laughs> this is going to be bad. I, this I is bad publicity. Do you want to vote is, on it? I'm I'm okay with putting it to Call a it vote. a wash. Tony and mine is kind of positive. Patrick and <laughs> Sops are kind of negative. Call it a wash. Okay, I like that. Actually, this this that's a that's a good call. So we'll well, yeah, we'll take, wow, take, oh, geez, that's, okay, yeah, Patrick, are you okay with that final ruling? I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah I, this is, this is so goddamn big, and, and I think when this first happened, I w came on to uh, a Bandwagon Nerds episode, and I said, this is probably going to make me drop HBO Max, like, it really is, they are dropping everything everything that was good on top of that it's not even like oh well guess what we're not going to see uh you know any of the police academies on fucking hbo max anymore like all right who gives a shit it's mission to moscow no like they're dropping big shows like minx minx was a tremendous series that uh won't get any love and i'm afraid it's going to affect more shows going forward like I don't know if any of you got to see either of the seasons of White Lotus. It was great. Great. The second season was so good. I don't feel comfortable saying it's going to stay. There, nothing is safe. Nothing is sacred to no, HBO. Really and it is, it, it's going to be a shit show going forward. And, and then they do stuff where like stuff we were wondering, is this going to come out? Is this going to, then out of nowhere, oh, here's Titan season four. Oh, here's Doom Patrol season four. When we're like, are they canceling these? So yeah, there's no consistency over there right now, and that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that Titans or Doom Patrol won't be taken off in the next three to four months. Like there's there's just nothing consistent. It is 
literally, I'm sure there's a dartboard in that program manager's head office that he just fucking throws a dart at and says, eh, I'm going to cut that. Spin the, spin the wheel, make the deal. WB version. And, and uh, I'm streaming I've, havoc. I've talked to uh, I've talked about how great last week tonight is. They shit on HBO. Oh, yeah, constantly. absolutely. It's absolutely. tremendous. I love to shit it. It's, it's yes. really good stuff. I, I uh, critical show. It will. And John and John or not John Stewart, John Oliver, like he clearly is like he and his writers, they don't care. They're like, fire me. We don't care. So good on them. Uh, if that's what they're going to do. Apparently, Tony is not a fan. So um, we'll leave it at that. But that does wrap up Black the Adam. streamings. He does. Yeah, yeah. True. Probably likes Morbius, too. Is it Morbin time? I I knew it. I knew. Let's put it this way. I was smart enough not to watch it. How about that? Now tell me where That's you're at. That's a first. Yeah. I was forced to watch it, but I also got paid, so I won't get that. Damn, that makes you sound like a back. prostitute. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Wait, wait. I, I I did this. I did this. I derailed this, so I'm going to stop it. Um, yeah, boo yourself, far. Patrick. Boo yourself. I will. Uh, I will. Actually, you know what? That's fair. Fair. I'll allow it. Patrick's on the board now, Tony. Patrick's on yeah. the board. It's Morbin time. Speaking of on the board and tabulating, Tony, it now comes to you as you are going to tell us, based on week one and week two of the streamies, which service reigns supreme in 2022 according to the bandwagon nerds. So eight services streaming. Received votes, Hulu, Peacock, Netflix, HBO Max, Amazon Prime, Apple, Disney Plus, and Paramount Plus. In ascending order, uh, the cock ended up negative at one. Negative cock. Negative one. Negative one. The Got- negative cock. Negative cock is going to be the next shirt we make. Gotcha. Not go. good. Uh, Paramount Plus with with one point in seventh. Uh one? Uh, tied for fourth, three-way tie. Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Apple T. In in third, we have HBO Max with 15 points. Hulu, a subsidiary of Disney, with 18, and Disney just walking away with it with 29 points. That is what happened. I'm going to take all the credit for the the run by Apple TV to fourth place because I think that was all based on the strength of my severance nominations. <laughs> To me, I think like just thinking about this and looking at this and at some point we'll come up with a chair shot article or, or on the on the Twitter feed, you'll you'll have already seen it or we'll begin to start seeing it. Um, it, it, it interesting doing this to see and track year to year. If we do this again next year, who yeah. moves up and down? Where do they go? So that's kind of what I wanted to try and do here. So hope you guys liked it. And that's how it ended up as far as my crazy weird point system. Excellent. All right. Well, gentlemen, that is going to do it for the Streamies 2022. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, I hope you uh, enjoyed our suggestions. Before we get out of here, as we are wont to do, we will go around the bandwagon, tell everybody how they can find us, where they can listen to us on thechairshot.com. And this week, we'll start with the gentleman, the violent gentleman, Aesop Mitchell. Uh, yes. Well, first of all, I wanted to say, uh, thank you guys for kind of setting this up. 
that was the whole streamies concept was just kind of a joke that has uh, a maturation of its own into this. And uh, honestly, I had a lot of fun. I hope we can do this again next year and, you know, actually put in some more uh, effort to uh, to the streamies and let it grow and make it uh, something much bigger because it was a lot of fun. But you can find me uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, any of the gram thingies, Merbobbers, and uh, just look up either Aesop Mitchell at Violent Aesop at uh, Dave and Cudahy at Cream City Traveler. But uh, importantly, listen to everything chairshot.com. But also, you gotta listen to Down the Wire uh, because it's really good. It's really good stuff. I have to tell that. Heavy breathing. Yeah. Uh, oh boy, David <laughs> Ongar. Yeah, I, I'd like to say I, I thoroughly enjoyed both parts of the streamies. Thought this was an idea that kind of just did take hold as we went along. Lots of fun. Hopefully, we do it again. As Tony knows from these shows that categories ebb and flow some get added some get removed as you know you guys mentioned stuff that could get added best studio could get best cinematography there's a lot of stuff we could do with this but as far Whoa, as biggest hunk of garbage we are not doing cinema cinematography what are you okay, doing so really? okay. i'm not saying the morbius, the morbius award. award is probably something that deserves consideration next i'm gonna year. pass on that one <laughs> But you can find fine, me on Twitter fine. at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A-G-G, Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. And uh, yeah, Happy New Year, everybody. The Black Adam Award, then. Well, you want to just change the biggest disappointment to the Morbius Award? Is that what you're saying? Good. I, what, I, what I'm saying is that PC Tony should tell everybody where to find him on the socials <laughs> and the Chairshot Radio Network. You can find me every Monday morning on Chairshot Radio Network with the bandwagon nerds. Look at you go. You can follow me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can catch me every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday on the Chair Shot Radio Network. Mondays with this group of nerds talking bandwagon nerd stuff. Every Tuesday with David Ungar talking music or hockey. And every Wednesday with Greg DeMarco on the Greg DeMarco Show talking wrestling. Thank you, everyone, Pat, for listening. One last thing. Please, yes. Please check us out on Twitter at Bandwagon Nerds. We forgot that. Yes. Please follow us on at Bandwagon Nerds. That is a good call. That's going to do it for this week's edition of at Bandwagon. This week's edition of Bandwagon Nerds, the Streamies Part Two. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Now get yourself out of the basement, get some sun, check out this batch of streaming content, watch everything everywhere all at once. That's really all you should get out of this program. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll catch you next week on Bandwagon Nerds here on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com. Happy New Year.
You think we're about to meet our spouses? Uh, maybe. Maybe it's each other. I could not, with a razor to my throat, be less interested in being your family. Yeah, like, uh, made argument over car wash coupons. <laughs> Honey, you're cutting them wrong. Maybe his ghost can officiate your wedding. This is inappropriate workplace commentary, and I'm self-reporting it. You're reporting me to yourself. Mm -hmm. You said they were making things? Yes, in some kind of machines. We didn't ask why. It's the clubs they murder those goats with. Shut up. Why are you saying it like that? Are you implying that baby goats is code for sex with Mark S? Mm-hmm. Wow. Is, is baby goats code for sex with my guys? No, they were actual goats. Why would we call it that? Okay. Uh, oh, as a reminder, post-it notes are not to be put on faces. They clog your Audi's pores. That one's about me. I do this beloved character, Sticky Head. Also, please refrain from boasting about previously earned waffle parties. Feeling attacked? Oh, no. Ugh, I'm so sorry, Miss Casey. I just, I, I, ugh, I turned and... But you're drunk. What'd your mouth taste like when you got in today? This is a farce. This is a farce. You just like hype manning him? See, I'm a New Yorker, through and through. Oh, how long did you live there? 14 months. Sorcerer Supreme does an engaging competition, but I am more mystical in my sleep. I decided I couldn't just be a yes man to some stiff boss, you know? Mm -hmm. That's why I'm an entrepreneur. Oh, in what field? TBD. What cease and desist? <sighs> Fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's sticking out of your shirt. No, it isn't. Do you have any witnesses who can corroborate your claim? No, 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 no. Do you want to win this? Saturday, right? Yeah, I am totally aware that tomorrow is Saturday, uh -huh. which makes tonight Friday. Another thing I knew. Lawyers! <laughs> you aren't in your pajamas already, are you? No, I'm not already in my pajamas. Ew. Oh, did you get a ticket for texting? Just say you were texting 911, they can't prosecute. That isn't what this is, and that's not true. So I have a big night, lots of plans due to successful swiping. Gotta go, bye. Got your ball. Kuan Yin, please give us extra mercy. You can't bring that drink in here. Oh, you can finish it if you want. I'm not sick. Your battle with Titania in court, it was incredible. Uh, people love using that word around me. Oh, because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Could you state your name for the record? Madison King. Madison is with two N's, one Y, but it's not where you think. What did my silly husband say to you? He told me about your situation. I remembered when my husband Served me papers. I drove his Kia Forte through my neighbor's kitchen. Huh. But you know what I say? It's called unlovable bitches like us. Make the world go round.
playing, play something for me. That's not true. You're not unlovable. You're not unlovable! What are you talking about? There is always something to love. Even in a stupid, stupid universe where we have hot dogs for fingers, we get very good with our feet. <laughs>